Well, it's good to be together, everyone, even if we're just doing things online. So I hope Easter last uh, week was really good for you. I hope you guys got to participate in the rocks and coloring some rocks. I know our family did and uh, bringing one up to the church and making crosses and doing other things to care for one another and remember each other and tell people that you you care about them. So I hope that was a good Sunday. I don't know how your week's going these days, but I'm still doing uh, home projects um, and yard work and wearing the same clothes every day. So maybe that's your routine as well. So, um, you know, this will pass someday. And that's really what I want to talk about today. So if you have your Bible with you or if you have it on your phone or your iPad or computer or whatever, uh, go to the last chapter of the Gospel of John. And that's John chapter 21, which is where we're going to be this morning. And so you'll want to um, have that open so you can see the whole text because there's quite a bit of text that we're going to go through. So here we go. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 21. We find Peter and some of the disciples trying to figure out what life is going to be like with Jesus raised from the dead and what the new normal is going to be. And here we go. First verse, chapter 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we'll go with you. And they went out and got in the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples didn't know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, well, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, by the way, every time in the gospel of John where John says, that disciple whom Jesus loved, John's talking about himself. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that, it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was stripped down for working, and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, only about 100 yards off. Now, when they had gone ashore, They saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you've just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to him and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. I'm going fishing, exclaims Peter, and the six other disciples followed him. We're going to. Peter was a fisherman. That was his career. That was his vocation. Before Jesus, Peter, who was called Simon before Jesus, Peter fished for a living. So here we are, three years after Peter met Jesus, after all the sacrifice and work, all the miracles and wonder, after all the outrageous claims of Jesus and the disciples' doubts, 
And Peter says, I'm going fishing. He's going back to the beginning. He's going back to the old normal, and Peter's old normal was fishing. It seems to me that all of us are longing for a time when we just get back to normal. Let's just get back to the good old normal days when things were the way they were. When we can go out and eat dinner at you know Texas Roadhouse or Chipotle or whatever. We can go to sporting events and gather. We can sit next to each other on an airplane. We can travel. When we can be together and worship in, in each other's presence. And go to work and hang out with our co-workers. And where the rest of us can uh, do the work of God on the planet. And all of us just get back to being normal. We long for the old normal. But I think all of us know deep down inside that life will probably never be normal again. Somehow this has changed society. I imagine that all of us will probably stash away a few N95 face masks, just in case. We'll probably stash away some hand sanitizer this time. We'll have some Clorox Clorox wipes around, some bleach or whatever. We'll make sure we don't get caught again. We'll probably make sure we always have enough paper towels and some emergency toilet paper, because that's important. And for a while, we'll all just, once we're able to do it, we'll go back and just delight to sit down in McDonald's or Chick-fil-A and just sit there and yuck it up with people in the next table and say, hey, how's your chicken sandwich? Maybe we'll just delight in those things for a while and not take things for granted. Some things just aren't ever going to go back to normal. Well, probably for a long time, when somebody coughs or sneezes next to us in the grocery store, we'll probably have a ready-made automatic glare, a COVID glare that we give to them like, hey, don't do that around me. And we'll notice the unkind abomination that all of us have loathed for a long time, but now is more apparent than anything when Pastors who were once ex-teachers lick pieces of paper after they've licked their fingers and they touch them and then they hand them out to other people. Now, maybe that's true in your church, but in our church, I don't know if we ever have any ex-pastors, I mean ex-teachers who become pastors who go around licking their fingers and touching paper and then hand it out to you as some sort of poisonized gift. So uh, maybe that will end. Maybe not. Seems to me that all of us are longing for the day when things get back to normal. That time when things were just the way they were, but I'm not sure it'll ever happen. We are a people in waiting. We are a people saying, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. I just want to get back to normal. I believe Peter says I'm going fishing because he's puzzled. He's puzzled about who he is and about what he's supposed to be doing. He's puzzled about what's supposed to be happening post-resurrection, post-Easter, post-Jesus now appearing several times to the disciples. But if you remember, Peter denied Jesus three times on the night of his trial and then the next day's execution on that Good Friday. Peter betrayed Jesus and they have not talked about it. I imagine Peter might hope that maybe they never have to talk at all, that somehow it'll just all get swept under the carpet, because that confrontation sounds very, very painful. Instead, Peter was ready to do something that makes sense. 
I'm going to catch some fish. I'm going to earn some money. I'm going to go back to the plan, the same old plan, the old normal. And I feel like folks are saying these days, I'm just going to go fishing. I can't wait for the day when I get to go fishing. Now, keep in mind that this pandemic is not the same for everyone. Not everyone is just sitting around waiting for things to go. Some people have the luxury for that and others don't. I think uh, the pandemic has hit the poor the hardest and it may even get harder and harder for them. The poor have it the hardest. The poor needed a break and now they're even further behind than the rest of society. They're way at the bottom. The working class, they had a paycheck coming in, but now their job's been taken away, and that's gone. And, of course, the middle class is still getting a paycheck, and they're learning lessons about patience and routine and what it's like to deal with life stuck at home. I'm going fishing. The middle class says, yay, I got time off. I got time off. I get to do what I want. I have margin in my life. I got some home projects I want to take care of, you know, and I have no office meetings and I don't have to be somewhere and I can wear the same clothes day in and day out. Go fishing. That sounds fun. Yes, let's all go fishing. Whoopee. And of course, then the working class says, yeah, I'm going fishing because I got bills to pay and I got to go fishing whether I like to or not. That's what I got to do. Virus or no virus, I've got to go to work. I'll take my chances. And then, of course, the poor at the very bottom are saying, I've got to go fishing because I need food for tonight. I don't know which one Peter was. He was probably somewhere in the working class. He had bills to pay and he needed money and he just needed to go fishing. Little brothers, Jesus says, did you catch anything? No, try the other side of the boat. You know, this happened once before, right? Now, it happened once before back in Luke chapter 5. John doesn't record the first miraculous catch of fish. The first miraculous catch of fish was when, when Jesus called Peter and the other fishermen to come follow him and have them fish for people. But John's gospel, maybe written 20 or 30 years after the gospel of Luke, doesn't really have that story in it because probably John's audience already knew Luke's story and they were putting they were drawing connections and putting the connecting the dots saying like oh yeah I remember that and it was a little game perhaps that John's playing uh, in his gospel because John's audience already knew about the miraculous catch of fish when Peter was first called and here it is again that was not normal and it's not normal now and Jesus was not normal And the calling wasn't normal. And in that very moment, I think Peter realized, I don't have to go back and fish for a living. And he jumps in the water and swims ashore. And he finds himself in the midst of this, once again, the hope of the revolution that he was once caught up in. Following the Messiah, the hope of the world. So Peter swims in and there he sits with Jesus and the rest of the disciples come in. And they get the fish out, and they're all sitting there in what I think might have been a very, very awkward breakfast moment. They're watching Jesus, and he's eating, and they're thinking he's raised from the dead, and he's eating food. And and, and John even records, like, nobody asked him, are you really Jesus? Because they knew it was him, but everything was different. 
Who was this person raised from the dead? None of us have ever experienced anything like that. What would you do? Not normal. So there they sit. There they sit with Jesus. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if we'll find a new normal. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean we just go back to fishing, you know, and hope that the whole virus thing just goes away because that's actually why I'm even bringing this up because I think a lot of us are just sitting around thinking, I'd just like for everything to go away that's wrong with the world right now and just go back to the way it was. But I wonder, I wonder if life will change for us. I wonder if we'll find the strength to do something stronger for the poor. I wonder if our heart will grow larger. I wonder if we can figure out health care solutions for those who have just fallen between the cracks. I wonder if we'll do something for people that are on the margins, people who live just day in and day out, just barely on the edge. I wonder if we'll do something about that. I wonder if we'll figure out how to share. I wonder if we'll be more compassionate, more generous, and more caring as a result of all this pandemic. I wonder if COVID-19 will bind us together in the way that World War II bound my parents' young generation together when they were all 18, 19 years old, where they changed their lives, you know, where my parents... Um, my dad signed up for the Navy. My mom built airplanes. They scrounged every spare tire they could find and recycled it for the war effort. Even the lowly copper penny, they needed copper for the war, so they changed the penny into steel for three years during World War II. They rationed gasoline. They rationed meat, and people went and did without. They, it pulled them together, and my folks talked about that for a long time. They struggled and they sacrificed. <laughs> All we're being asked to do is, is sit on the sofa. So I wonder if we'll change our lives and who we are. I wonder if we'll continue to eat dinner together, that maybe families will take walks together, play games together, do puzzles, do home projects, call each other up and check on each other, check on our elderly neighbors and forgive each other more readily. I wonder if we'll find a new normal or if we'll just go back to fishing. Verse 15, Gospel of John, chapter 21. When they'd finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. The second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, (laughs) you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Verse 18. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you'll stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death in which we glorify 
by which he glorified God. And after this he said to him, Follow me, Peter, follow me. Those same exact words after the first miraculous catch of fish. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting, isn't it? That these very words, that life will change. Peter swam ashore. There he was in that awkward breakfast with Jesus and some of the other disciples. Redefining what normal was going to be. Death was dead. What does this mean? And it means there is no fear. That we have nothing to fear because Jesus raised from the dead. This is what it means, everyone. This is who we are. We are the people with no fear. Because death is dead. It means that Jesus can bravely confront Peter. I've often thought of this situation for years. I thought, what if you were absolutely convinced that death was dead? What if you had witnessed the fact that a man had risen from the dead? And I think one of the most interesting things to think about this is that we would no longer have intrepidation and fear about confrontation with one another. That everything would be real. There would be no hiding. There would be no hoarding. There would be no no stress because you know you're not going to die. Confrontation and truth-telling would be normal. I, uh, Lori and I watched um, that Mr. Rogers movie of uh, last year in 2019. It was called uh, It's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood, and it's not a documentary. It's actually an art film uh, about Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, and I highly recommend it because somewhere in the movie uh, with Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers, they convey that Fred Rogers was the most genuine, honest, confrontational, uh, subversive psychologist out there. Just this, I was totally intimidated by the fact that he's a Lutheran pastor and he did such an, he's such a marvelous pastor and uh, just what a role model for a human being. So I highly encourage you um, while you're sitting around um, to watch uh, It's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood with uh, Tom Hanks playing Fred Rogers. Three times, Peter, do you love me? And in those questions, Simon the fisherman once again becomes Peter the Rock. Once again, the old normal is gone, and this new normal has captured the man on a mission. You and I, everyone, are participating in church right now because of that one conversation on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Because of that conversation right now, there is the church. Because Peter and the rest of the disciples went out and, and fired up for Jesus, told everyone they knew about about what Jesus had done. That started the church. And if it had not happened, I wonder if we would be here today. You know, uh, legend has it that Peter was crucified upside down. Why? Because Peter requested it when they came to kill him because he did not want to dishonor the cross of Jesus Christ and be crucified in the same manner. So he requested to be crucified upside down. That's the man who became Peter the Rock, the one who had once betrayed Jesus. 
after that breakfast, Peter never went back to fishing as far as we know in the Gospels or in the Acts of the Apostles. Nope. Peter obediently waited for the Holy Spirit to come, just as Jesus had promised. And the entire early church was lit on fire with the Spirit of God. And that changed the world. And it changes us as well. And we have been given that same mission. There is no normal to go back to. There is only the new normal after Easter. Nothing was ever normal again. In Lakeland community, we miss gathering together now because of that new normal with Peter. We are a church because of this foundation. We are a people of God on a mission. And there is a, a, that normal day of fishing is long gone. That stopped being normal that day, and we only live in the new normal. We are building a community of authentic followers of Jesus Christ around here, and we need to get with it. We're doing a good job now, and we're going to push it forward, and when we get together, we'll find even more power and more energy and less fear, and we will do the job around here, everyone. We will be those people. We will be Lakeland community the way we've been for the last 25 years. We'll keep pushing the thing and lean into the new normal. There is a new normal, everyone, and I don't think... Uh, will ever be normal again as a society and as a planet this generation will be different let's make sure that is the generation that's different it's the one that's following jesus in that way it's a real temptation for all of this virus stuff to just wish it to go away and let's get back to fishing the old normal and yes it is a terrible pandemic and people are losing their lives each and every day and it breaks our heart but it is also a calling and a calling to serve and to be served, to know and to be known, to love and to be loved, and to grieve and to be grieved, and to celebrate and to be celebrated. It's a call to even be more human than we ever were before, to be more like Jesus than we ever were, and to become like Peter and have our name changed. May we find the new normal in light of Easter and the resurrection and the pandemic. May we become the new people of God even more so. We have a mission Let's get back on it. This is what we do, everyone. Amen.